Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for April 10th, 2016. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us on this rainy day here in Central California. Of course, I'm not complaining. We could use all the precipitation (coughs) with the California drought conditions. But a rainy day reminded me of something that I read uh, in a book by David Reynolds founded the Todo Institute. Uh, he is a, I guess has a psychology background and um, many years ago he went to study in Japan. Japanese psychological uh, systems uh, therapy, if you will, um, and he studied two particular methods that were originated by Japanese pioneers, and they interestingly, one is called Morita therapy, and it's a, <clears throat> uh, comes out of the could be said to come out of the Zen tradition, and then the other one was Nikon therapy, which can be said to come right out of the Jodo Shinshu uh, tradition. Morita, when you read about it, and he says this too, Morita is sort of a more or less cool, and Nikon is rather warm in their approach um, in terms of how they look at human emotions and so forth. And then he has combined that into his own unique approach here in America. And he has written many books. And in one of the books, he talks about uh, the weather as a metaphor, helpful metaphor in one's attitude towards uh, when one has negative emotions. Treat 
negative emotions like stormy weather. And the teaching here is, if you get up in the morning, let's say he's talking about regular everyday weather, and it's rainy. Most people, they're not going to let rain over cloudy, gloomy day stop them from going to work or doing their business, important business of life. It's an inconvenience, can't ignore it, you might have to deal with it, carry an umbrella, so forth, but you don't let it dictate your day just because it's overcast. And the teaching is like that because some of us tend to let our emotions justify and be the master and set the tone for our whole attitude toward our, how we live. Well, you know, and so this, I found that very helpful. As soon as you get, it has to put a, your emotions into perspective. You are not your emotions. You don't let your emotions necessarily drive you. Now, <laughs> this is for every day. Of course, I'm not talking about hurricanes and tornadoes. Okay. Uh, here, there, you got to drop everything and really pay attention. Okay. Um, and so we're not saying that you ignore or you deny stormy weather. Because if it's raining heavily, yeah, you got to carry an umbrella and so forth. Um, so you don't let, even though you got to deal with those things like stormy weather, you don't let it distract you from the truly important things you got to do. And so don't let your momentary emotions, irritations, pet peeves, uh, rude drivers, rude clerks in the store, or these everyday kind of things, direct your whole day. Uh, so I found it very helpful. I was reminded of a saying I read someplace. My grandmother said, you know, just because it looks overcast, you don't have to say, oh, I better carry an umbrella just in case. It's just, no, grandma says, don't carry that umbrella on those kind of days. You got to be firm with the weather. <laughs> that kind of an attitude, huh? Um, and then sometimes we're too concerned about traveling heavily equipped now that is oh I better carry my rain hat my this and that and my galoshes and you and you travel too heavy of course, maybe someone who travels too light, you might say, oh, well, you might want to carry you know, a small umbrella or something. Okay. So we're not, I'm not saying that there's, you know, there's maybe just right. Okay. But most people, I think, they tend to, might tend to uh, overburden themselves in having to be prepared for the, all the eventualities of the weather. 
And you could apply this to a metaphor about how we need to travel when we're traveling in life. Uh, in those cases, we should say, hey, you know, worst case, there's nothing wrong with getting wet. <laughs> and when we have that kind of attitude, we say, hey, you know, again, it puts things into perspective. So I was thinking about the weather today. <clears throat> I want to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Andy Geo. And he's from Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area. And he was part of our lay minister, the first group that went through the program. I think they started in 2006. And he was inducted as a Brighton lay minister in 2008, the first class. And indeed, he served as the first president of the Trailblazers group. Resource support group for Bright Online Ministers. Geo, Dharma name, Yo, of course, is the the son of Bright Dawn. His G is, of course, the meaning de- depends upon what written Chinese character it is, the kanji. And his G is natural, natural son. And, uh, there's a lot of teachings in that word natural, but I just mentioned it. Okay. So let's hear from Andy Geo. The sermon at my church last Sunday was about patience. Now, I had the usual Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door again. I suppose I could have not answered the doorbell. I used to do that. But I feel it's kind of rude, you know. So I answer the bell now takes a bit of patience sometimes, those interactions between God's Word and, well, me. I enjoy the conversation, though. I tell him straight out I take the Buddha's path, but that's okay. We talk. Okay, maybe it's fun to make the elder, that's usually the one standing back behind the other one I'm talking to, the one with the Bible in their hand, Maybe it's fun to ask them to read the rest of the Bible passage they just quoted me to make their point. It gets interesting after that. But we don't mind. We're patient. Uh, Day after the train station bombings in Brussels, I was walking through the Commons area of the UW-Milwaukee Student Union. Seems it was Muslim week at UWM, and the area was circled by tables and posters, and a small group of young people were uh, Muslims were milling around the tables. A very small group of young people. So I started up a chat with one of them. It was later in the afternoon, and they told me I was the first person to talk to them in a couple days. The union gets pretty crowded off and on weekdays, just like that day, but no one had come over to talk. Seems to me most people were avoiding the area. I didn't mind. I missed my bus, but there's always another. Yesterday, late afternoon and evening, and on into the late hours, I helped my wife with a project for her work. It involved making a little book of pictures and text about the two-year-old she teaches 
takes care of at the Jewish Community Center. Hundreds of pictures to upload, sift through, separate out in the files for each little person, and then into one larger combined book. My wife isn't too computer literate, and our laptop is getting on in years. Well, that was all about patience, too. This Buddha's path I walk, it's easy sometimes, or it can be pretty darn hard. And there's no promise of an eternally blissful life as a reward when it's all said and done. Just seems like the right thing to do, you know? Just seems like the right thing. Thank you. Thank you. This is a tremendous theme or topic. And it's instructive, I was thinking, Kishanti is one of the six paramitas. Patience. Uh, Now, we have Parameters like dana, which is you know generosity, giving. We have you know <laughs> wisdom. We have right understanding. You know, how about patience? Why is that included as a, a virtue, if you will? You know, patience. Man, I think we should put a spotlight on this. Um. I think that there's no definition of patience that would apply to all people and all situations, you know, at all times. It's something that one has to work out in his own everyday specific situations. And one, it is not something, not a goal, I think, that one attains if someone <laughs> says hey I'm a patient person you know, I, I I saw that this was a virtue and I set it as a, a goal as a spiritual quality and I worked on it and I achieved it <laughs> that, I think that's a, you know you got to keep going no matter how patient for somebody else, if you if you look at somebody else and as you look at yourself too, to make a judgment on the degree of patience or patient, don't say patient person or patience as a quality that is yes or no. Uh, and it, so it doesn't really depend upon how others consider someone else. So someone else might say, oh, he's a, good Buddhist, he's very patient. The person himself might feel, hey, I'm not a very patient person. No matter how patient you are, you could always be more patient, deeper patience. You keep on the goal. And that holds true for all spiritual qualities, humility, enlightenment, and so forth. We don't set those as a goal and then 
say here's the means to it, and you achieve it, attain it. So it's a big challenge when you look at spiritual virtues like patience and uh, patience in dealing with others, patience in dealing with a frustrating situation. Um, Everybody's life, (laughs) I think all of us could relate to religious intolerance (laughs) or dogmatism, rather, coming to our doorstep, you know, indeed. Um, panhandlers, if you if you're a lot of times some ethnic Buddhist temples are in a not very good neighborhoods, and there might be a lot of uh, street people around. And a daily fact of life is they're they're going to accost, go on the street and say, "Hey, help me out." Okay? They're panhandlers. Should you just ignore them? Should you? How do you even treat those people with respect? And even if you do refuse or something, how do you do that in a gentle way without disrespecting these people? And when um, there's there's a lot of challenges with regard to dealing with other people. I remember my father... Reverend Gyome Kubose, when he did wedding ceremonies, right at the end, after pronouncement and so forth, he would give advice to the new couple. And I would hear him sometimes say, patience. And um, very good advice. Huh? Mm. We humans have a tendency, and perhaps particularly we modern people are in a hurry to fix things up. Um, We don't have much patience with life, and we feel that if there's a problem, some kind of problem that's bothering us, do something. Gotta handle it. Fix it. But the first noble truth. (laughs) Now, like the weather we're talking about, it doesn't mean you say, hey, you know, uh, how do you deal with things? Sometimes you can't force things in trying to fix it up. That patience is a, what, what can I say, a strong quality, not a weak quality or, you know, oh, I'm, I don't have much efficacy, <laughs> you know, effectiveness in my techniques of how to handle life problems. One of those tools should be patience, the most effective one, instead of running around and saying, well, i got to do something, you know. So that's a skillful thing. Not ignoring, denying, but there are certain situations where you wait. And one nice example I saw as a teaching tool was when there's sand 
into a glass of water and it's stirred up and you see all the cloudy sand swirling around. And let's say you want to, you know, have some water to drink. Well, you can't drink this. It's how do you get the now of course you could take that glass and filter it through something and so forth. So I don't you know misuse the metaphor. Um, but if you just let that glass sit by itself, the sand will all settle down to the bottom. Are life situations like that? And in fact, I saw one of our lay ministers uh, give a talk on that topic. And he had a glass, and he did stir it up. What a great show-and-tell, you know, uh, prop to use. See that glass right there? He shakes it up. But I really, how to have patience. It's a very big challenge for us. Thank you very much. That's all for today's broadcast, and I want to end with a couple of humorous signs that we've been dealing with to add a little smile to your face as you go through the day. Here's the three humorous signs that you could see in our society. The first one is a sign in a uh, veterinarian's waiting room. Sign said, be back in five minutes. Here's a sign outside a muffler shop. No appointment necessary. We hear you coming. And the last one for today is on a maternity room door. Push, push, push. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.